Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Being inspired by other people's life experiences is a great thing that can motivate us when we're struggling, pick us up when we're feeling down. Vitek Janus was beyond inspired when he was reacquainted with his grandfather in Poland and heard of his incredible story. Stanley Janus had fought in World War II against Germany. Years later, after facing possible death at war, he was struck down with illness, and amidst many, many uphill battles, he managed to be courageous and remain firm in his faith. Vitek felt so inspired by his grandfather's life and was selected above 3,000 other entrants in a major book competition. His book, with this intriguing title, When Reason Screams No and Intuition Screams Yes, explains how God can use intuition. VTech hopes it can motivate readers to live a life of faith and courage, just like his grandfather. Vitek Janus, welcome to Open House. It's a privilege to be on your show. You say in your book that we can all be motivated by any walk of life. How do we do this when life doesn't seem to be going so well? Well, for me, it was a journey of going to see where I've gone wrong in my life, to to see how life presents me with opportunities and, and how I can actually use those opportunities to see myself in the future and, and track that journey. It's kind of a glass half full outlook on life, really. Well, that's that's pretty much like that. I mean, I've learned to embrace every single opportunity, every single incident that happens to me. Sometimes they're great and sometimes they are not so, as you could say, welcome in our lives. But they all hold a little opportunity somewhere to, to inspire us, to give us a little bit more hope that, yes, we can face this challenge, if it is a challenge, and grow from it. You decide to focus on intuition in the title. Why intuition? When I was going through my dark moments in my life, I relied on my best ability of reasoning, um, trying the different ways of approaching things, you know, trying to to see what I can do to to come out of problems, to to live my life that would be a happy life. And those things were not quite working out for me. And in that moment, I heard my grandfather's voice in the back of my mind saying, why don't you try living from within? Listen to your heart. Was God forming that intuition, do you think? It was as though God was there with me. God was there to inspire me through saying, yes, I hear you. And yes, you can. And I'm with you. You've tailored your book in a particular way, in a brilliant way, to relate your grandfather's story. And how we can relate to that as well. How did that come about? I heard the story. It was one unexpected gift that my grandfather could ever give me. And being 18, it was kind of hard to fathom all the things that he was trying to tell me. Um, At the time, I was trying to find out where my roots are, where I'm coming from, and what it is that I'm missing where is my family? Because I could see them through a foggy kind of an image, remembering it as a child. And the way I structured the story was purposely done the way it is, in a conversational style, to reflect the conversation between my grandfather. As I was learning the little bits and pieces, as I was relating to what he went through and seeing it how it could be applied in my own life, this is the gift that I wanted to pass on to anyone who reads it. It actually made me think about the things I would never think before. 
And from those, I derived conclusions and decided to change my life. Tell us about what your life was like. I was uh, basically trying to be someone in the world, to have friends, to do things that are meaningful. And I started a, a business venture as well and other things. And in the end, things didn't work out and, and problems started to pile down on me. And then I said, like, this is not the life I would like to live. This is not the way I would like to go about things. And what was really, really highlighted by my grandfather is the fact that he said, look, I'd like to live a life where I'm able to be happy, when I'm able to be joyful, when I'm able to help those around me and be there for them. This is the life I like, a family life. And I thought like, hold on, this is this is something that I want too. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that this is the basis of, of everybody's lives. How was he able to gain that insight, that intuition? When he was in the war, he was captured by the Soviet forces and kept in a prison camp. There he almost lost his life. He pretty much almost froze to death, but he was brought back to life by his friends. And um, one of the priests um, who was uh, you know, in the same situation, he saw this as a sign from God that he might have some special favor with him. And he, he spoke to him about it, and he got him to carry a rosary with him. And at first, my grandfather didn't want to accept it because he, he didn't feel like it was appropriate to do. And as he returned home, time after, uh, after that, basically, when the war has finished and his life was try, starting to go on as he would intended it to, he'd fallen down with an illness, a gangrene in his legs. And the only solution to that at the time was to operate above the knees. He wanted to support his family. He wanted to have a life. He wanted to do the things that he wanted to do. And being a cripple was worse than dead. And that led to his spiritual discovery, you could say, or a walkabout. He became closer to God than he never had been. He would pray to him. He would ask for guidance. He would ask him to, to tell him what to do in this difficult time because the reality that was forming up ahead wasn't what the reality in his mind was forming. He wanted to live a life, not as a cripple, but as a full man. It was so touching when he was talking about this because he would be touching on things that were very foreign to me at the time. And as he would describe how he would relate to God, how he would talk to him at the end of the day, um, how he would see the whole situation and the honesty that was in it and the faith that he put into it and that constant courage that he held and the image that he held of himself being healthy, that was just amazing. His relationship with God and his connection with God ended up being much bigger than just a rosary, wasn't it? Mm. Yes. It indeed has been. And um, as, a, as far as I could remember, my grandfather was always faithful and, and always was very close to God. And basically when we started talking, it basically starts off when he says, you know what, when you were born, you were sick. The doctors did not give you a day of life. When you were rushed back to the hospital, they just couldn't believe that you survived a few days. And I could hardly breathe, and there was no cure for it. And at the time, no one could do anything. So my grandparents decided to look after me because I was a 24-hour constant hustle, you could say. <laughs> they would basically have to sit me up all the time. I would have to be sitting up while I slept, while I ate. And if I ate anything, that was a challenge too. But one thing that reminded me of 
what my grandfather's faith was, they have never given up. They always saw me in a light where I was healthy, where I was like the other kids, where I was doing the things that the other kids could do. And it took about a year before I even started to improve, when my health started to go better. All this time, I felt so close to them. I just didn't know why. And when I was hearing that, it just sort of shocked me. It moved me. Through the love, through the care, through the way they live their lives, they have influenced me. They were reflecting really what God's like with us, never Mm -hmm. giving up on us. Exactly. And when I said, hey, you know, if my grandfather could do this and he could inspire me to be like that too, and I started to live my life using his example, using his guidance, and it was just incredible how things started to change and how I discovered God and how much closer I could get to him and and the little things. It, it's just incredible. One of the chapters of the book is entitled Best Laid Plans Go Wrong, Fortunately. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Why <It's>, is that? <laughs> we tend to plan our lives. We tend to plan it to the, the smallest detail. We think we do. <laughs> well... Exactly. And I was exactly the same. I would plan things. I would make sure that this happens and then that happens and the outcome is such and such. And I would give it a time frame and everything would be perfect. And if it didn't go to that, I would go and think about, okay, hold on, what did I do wrong? And that's stress. And the funny thing is that no matter how much we plan, no matter how much we think things will happen, sometimes they just work out differently. And we don't leave ourselves open to the surprise to sometimes being able to dynamically change our thinking, change our approach, and see even a little ray of light in, in a darker situation. That's, that's basically what the title is. And when my grandfather was making plans of escape from that uh, Soviet prison, um, it was basically, okay, how do we do it? You lay your plans, and sometimes you expect an outcome, and something else breaks. And the biggest surprise came when... They were almost caught between the two firing squads. On one side of the river, there were the Germans, and on the others, there were the Soviets, and they were shooting at them as they were crossing it. And they have never planned for that. There was no planning that. They were planning to go safely without being noticed. And at that one moment, my grandfather said, well, I can't turn back. I have to go forward. That was the plan. And so he screamed in German, help. And so the Germans stopped shooting and they started sort of shooting at the Russians and the Russians stopped shooting and (laughs) as confused as they were, they just got to the bank and and a German officer gave my grandfather a hand and said, hey, come out. Stunning. He didn't know what to expect next. So whatever the plan he had was totally changed, but he didn't give up on the plan itself. He just adapted it to a new version. And part of the end result is the subject of another chapter that you write about, joy. The, the actual chapter is um, the joy of return. As he returned home, he found himself to fulfill his deepest desire when he was a prisoner. He wanted to be with his family, with the people he loved, at a place where he could could feel safe and he could sort of live his life the way he intended to. And he could ask the questions he would, especially my grandmother. When the war broke out, um, they were separated. He never had a chance to ask her a question whether she would marry him. And that's what he dreamed about all the time. And when he had that chance, it was our greatest feelings that he could leave to see it manifest in his life as he imagined it. With the experience of your conversations and your life with your grandfather and the impact that he's clearly had on you, how has that shaped your view of God? 
when I was growing up, I was asking myself lots of questions, you know, who is God? Where is he? How does he impact the world and me and and everybody's lives? You know, one place was the church and, and talking to, to a priest who I've known for quite a while answered a lot of my questions. And then as I looked at my grandfather's story and how he was trying to ask God for guidance, to be there with him, to to show him the way, it occurred to me that, hey, if if he could establish such a relationship with God, I can too, and so can anyone. And I know that you can guide me. And I started to talk to God, and I would tell him everything. When you talk to God, you talk to the best friend who is with you all the time. And as that happens, there is no secrets. Because if anyone knows you, God knows you the most. He knows you inside out. And if you can be honest about that and let it out and speak to God about it, miracles will follow. And this was in my case. I would ask God, I totally rely on your guidance. Show me what to do next. Your story has shown that it may take some time to get that answer. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I mean, it happens to everyone in a different way. Yeah. We just have to take it for what it is. And trust God on the way through. We've got to trust God. And if we put ourselves in a position to say, we know that God is with us, He's on our side at all times, no matter what the situation is. He's there with us always. Vitek, it's been great to meet you and great to uh, hear about your story and the story of your grandfather. You've so kindly brought in five copies of When Reason Screams No and Intuition Screams Yes. And we'll uh, throw the lines open on Open House now to uh, give away five of these copies to the first five people who'll call us on one three hundred forty twenty twenty. Vitek, thank you so much indeed for joining us on Open House. Thank you very much. It was a privilege to be here and to share my story with everyone. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Chris. Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.